Thank you for listening to this podcast hosted by the Cambridge MBA for the New Game blog. Indonesia is Facebook's fourth biggest market and Twitter's third biggest market globally. It is ranked third in Asia with more than 55 million internet users at any time. The high technology penetration is a big draw for global tech companies, and we're very happy to have with us today the team from Spire Research, based both in Singapore and Indonesia, to talk to us about e-commerce opportunities uh, in this very large growing market. First, I'd like to welcome Leon Pereira, the CEO of Spire Research, uh, who's based in Singapore. Leon, could you just tell us very quickly what is uh, Spire Research about? Well, Conrad, firstly, thank you for having us on this uh, podcast. It's a real pleasure and privilege. Spire Research and Consulting is a market research consultancy group that focuses on global emerging markets. We are present in the Asia-Pacific region in seven countries, and all in all, we cover 35 emerging market countries around the world. We sit at the intersection of traditional market research and management consulting. We manage and deliver projects for multinational companies and large local enterprises and some uh, public sector clients that are primarily research-driven, studying and collecting data and analyzing data about the business ecosystem in order to generate strategic conclusions that tie into business planning, investment decisions, and so on and so forth. Thank you, Leon. Um, If I turn towards the uh, people in uh, Indonesia, we have Franklin and Jeffrey. Um, Franklin and Jeffrey, one of you, could you just give our listeners a very brief introduction about the mobile and internet market in Indonesia and what you see as the opportunities and challenges for e-commerce? Oh, I'd be glad to. Thanks, Conrad. It's a pleasure to be with you today. If I could uh, give you a little background, you and your listeners on Indonesia in general. Maybe not everybody is familiar with the... the large country of Indonesia, which has a population of nearly 250 million people as of uh, July 2012. And it's a very youthful nation. More than 34% of the population is 25 years and under, which has a great relevance on the Internet and mobile market, as that is the usual segment that uh, is targeted by e-commerce. And to talk about the Internet user market in Indonesia, we see some really interesting comparisons between Internet users and Internet subscribers. I'd like to tell you that uh, the Internet user number is 63 million people, which is about 25% of the total population. And we compare that to the number of subscribers, which is only at 20 million, and that's about 10% of the total population. It's interesting to see that maybe one-third of the total number of users, so we wonder where do all those people come from that are using and not subscribing. In general, we can say that those users are uh, probably on their own PC or their own tablet, their own mobile device, and they're accessing the Internet via uh, public places with free Wi-Fi. It's very popular. It's very common in Indonesia to get together with friends. Uh, bring along your tablet, bring along a couple of devices and sit at the McDonald's in the cafe and and uh, other convenience areas that have uh, free Wi-Fi access. That's on the Internet number of users. If we're talking about the mobile phone subscribers, I'd like again to make a quick comparison about the total number of uh, feature phone users compared to the number of smartphone users. 
uh, total mobile subscribers is actually greater than the population of Indonesia. There are over 300 million SIM cards that are active in Indonesia. So of course, we can uh, say about that that uh, on average, each person has more than one SIM card. And in fact, because not everybody has one, some people have multiple phones and multiple SIM cards. In comparison, the number of smartphone users is uh, approximately 21 to 22 million as of 2012. So we see a very large difference between smartphone users and those folks who have uh, mobile phones. Uh, that gives a lot of potential for a growth rate. And when we think about uh, Internet access and uh, the number of people who have a mobile phone and the number of people who have a smartphone, we see great potential for growth still on using mobile phones in particular for Internet access. So, Franklin, in terms of like e-commerce, would uh, most Indonesians who go on to e-commerce uh, use it through a smartphone or uh, a feature phone? That is correct, yes. And, and are there a lot of people who use, uh, say, e-commerce through a desktop as well? Uh, Greg, uh, Conrad, this is Jeffrey. Uh, it's true that actually the access of e-commerce is made up from two segments. One are the mobile phone user, uh, predominantly is coming from the uh, smartphones. But we also have quite a number of uh, people that is accessing the e-commerce through the normal uh, notebook, PC, as well as a tablet, actually. So, the ratio is quite uh, uh, balanced between both two in terms of the 63 million of Internet users that we have in India. And in terms of the, the market, what are some of the products that Indonesians you about purchase through e-commerce? That's a really good question. It also uh, begs an answer for who are the players in the uh, e-commerce market. Uh, uh, we have a funny list. It's not the top ten, but the top nine e-commerce players. And uh, the, the very top three are domestic players, and they uh, serve the C2C uh, market with uh, public marketplace venues, whereby people are selling personal goods, uh, such as a, a handphone online. I, I can give you the names. I'd glad to share some of the three. The top three are uh, Cascus, Coco Bagus, and Berniaga. So of course, those are all local names, so uh, you can wrap your tongue around them. They're fun to say. There are a few international players that are quite big in Indonesia as well. Goda as the hotel booking service, and uh, Fake as another venue for C2C buy and sell. I, I know that um, Indonesians are social media crazy, social networking crazy. They, they, they use Facebook, they use Twitter a lot. Um, do you see uh, social networking having an impact in the way business is done in Indonesia or e-commerce is conducted in Indonesia? Well, indeed, you're absolutely right. The, the social networking is very big in Indonesia, and social networking has become a platform for e-commerce. Uh, if you'd like to talk again about the numbers, I heard you mention uh, the number of BlackBerry users, Facebook users. It's uh, some of the highest rates in the world. And, uh, in fact, those are now platforms whereby people are advertising goods and encouraging uh, sales. 
maybe direct uh, phone calls to follow up some advertisement that they read as a status for a, a nice-looking purse or a new tablet online. Franklin and Jeffrey, I, I want to hear um, your thoughts on Indonesia's ICT infrastructure. Uh, I understand the Indonesian government has plans to increase R&D expenditure from 1% to 3% of GDP, and part of this will go towards ICT infrastructure. Do you see this as having an impact on e-commerce, and also which areas would you say that increased investment should go into? Uh, hi, Congress. This is Jeffrey. Uh, the ICT infrastructure has been doing tremendously very well. Uh, if you look back a little bit, uh, a few years back down the road, in 2005 uh, to 2010, that has been the golden era of the ICT infrastructure uh, segment in Asia. Uh, the growth has been about 30 to 50 percent per annum in those periods, but recently it's slowing down a little bit. But it's still very healthy, uh, growing about 10 to 20 percent per per year. Uh, that is in terms of mobile phone subscriber growth as well as uh, mobile broadband uh, user growth. Actually, now yes, the government has been promoting a lot on more uh, investments and R&Ds on infrastructure. Uh, but we believe that that is just uh, one of the supports that the government is providing. A lot of the movements and the developments are coming from the industry players. Uh, you can see that the applications, mobile applications are growing. There was a little bit of setbacks a few years ago. Uh, it's called Black uh, October. That's happened in the October of 2011. Uh, the government actually uh, uh, changed a little bit of regulations on the contents for the mobile phones. But despite of all those, we see that the infrastructure has been uh, improving a lot and has been driving uh, the growth of e-commerce as well as the ICT sectors. Uh, not too much because of the government-backed uh, initiative, but it's, it's a function of, of the industry growth by itself, actually. Okay, thank you. Thanks very much. Um, I was speaking to one of our South African students who's quite interested to become an entrepreneur, and he found it very surprising coming to the UK how easy it is to start an online business. And um, what he what he meant was that he could just come up with a website, you could sell things through the website, and you know quite with quite a high degree of certainty that the products he sells will reach the consumer in X number of days. Um, do you feel that the non-ICT infrastructure, say the logistics, the, um, the mail service, um, is that something which may be a barrier to the growth of e-commerce uh, in Indonesia? Well, in the context of challenges to e-commerce, uh, absolutely, logistics is one of the top of the list. Uh, not only is Internet access uneven throughout the archipelago, uh, even though that's been addressed by the government, it's, that's a, a difficult uh, road to cross because there's a, a fairly low or long return on investment for laying the cable across uh, 17,000 islands, you can imagine. Uh, in addition to that, even if uh, a person can uh, set up a website fairly easily, and uh, make an attractive product and, and reach a buying market, uh, then a person has made a selection and made a payment. Now they've got to have their uh, new product shipped to them 
overseas and uh, over land. Uh, there are a lot of logistics problems between the islands. Uh, this is something that uh, uh, slows down uh, players. There are also uh, plenty of payment issues that have yet to be crossed. Uh, traditional methods of payment um, all have limitations. Uh, the number of credit cards is fairly low and, and uh, confined to the more wealthy. Uh, cash on delivery would not be very attractive to most of the players because then uh, what happens is the couriers who can carry the, the new product, the cup, the phone, the, uh, the desk, whatever it is that's being delivered to the buyer, then receive cash in hand and they're... Uh, walking around in a dangerous situation with uh, lots of uh, free cash to uh, carry back to the seller. At least to Franklin's point, uh, I think if you're talking of e-commerce of services, uh, I think that should not be an issue. When it comes to e-commerce where the transaction or the purchase is, is relating to a product, uh, that could be a challenge if you're reaching out the delivery to the uh, rural area. But in the major city of Indonesia, like Jakarta, Medan, Bandung, Surabaya, uh, goods deliveries are not a uh, problem, and that's where we can see the marketplace uh, happening for the e-commerce in the major city of Indonesia. I'd just like to add that there's some really bright spots, too, in the uh, Internet mobile banking payment system. Uh, just recently, uh, the local banks BCA and Mondiri have launched a mobile banking payment system. Uh, at this point, the awareness and the common knowledge on how to use those services is relatively low, but uh, people pick up on these things very quickly, so it's going to be a matter of trust, a uh, matter of experience, and then I think that uh, we'll see the ability and interest to use those growing quickly, and that, of course, will support the suppliers. All right. Thanks very much, Franklin and Jeffrey, for giving us that uh, overview of the challenges for e-commerce. Just one last question for the both of you. Can you tell tell us one or two Indonesian tech companies that the world should watch out for? Uh, if we're going to talk about a company that uh, started up, is homegrown here in Indonesia, and could have an impact on a global scale, uh, the one that I would say to watch out for, I'm going to say it in Indonesian, it's called... Tujulangit. Tujulangit is basically seventh heaven. Tujulangit. And uh, Tujulangit is a mobile app creator. Uh, they uh, provide a, a number of different apps, both in the entertainment. Uh, I think they also provide uh, some uh, mobile payment apps, uh, startups, and uh, they're very much into... Uh, new research uh, that uh, is breaking ground here in Indonesia. In addition to the mobile apps, there are also infrastructure players. Uh, I've become recently aware of uh, Indonesian company by the name Titan Group, and Titan Group is involved in uh, infrastructure development and construction. That's another company to watch out for. All right. Thanks very much, Franklin. Um, 
thank you all for spending the time with us and giving our listeners a very good understanding of what the e-commerce market is like in Indonesia. Uh, I personally am going to be very excited to see whether Seventh Heaven will actually reach Seventh Heaven and make a real impact on the world. So thank you very much, uh, Leon, uh, Jeffrey, and Franklin. Thank you, Conrad. Very much. It's a pleasure. Happy now.